This is in the podcast, right? Yeah, okay. Hey, guys, welcome to the Rose Rowdy Podcast. Here, cheers. <laughs> oh, then we were already going? Yeah. Oh, Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Gary's like, damn, I said the F word, all kind of stuff. <laughs> well, we could, we could start it whenever we start it, you know? That's true. Like I was saying, it's like, I hate the gatekeepers of country music. It's like one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah. I mean, imagine running like a hate blog. Like, <laughs> I mean, oh, that would man. be exhausting. What's your, what's your real life look like? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you do for fun. It's negative. But you, you know? know what? At the same time, it was kind of cool. Just like, okay, we're going into the flames. Like, yeah. this guy doesn't. That's true. This guy, I don't know if he likes us or not, or he's just running this thing or whatever. He likes us enough to not tell us no to come to his podcast or whatever. Yeah. And so to share our music with his fans. I right. Guess. So I was just like, well, there's going to be critics out there that's like, it's kind of, it's nice to like, not have someone just like, you know, just agree with your, like, right. I feel like a lot of podcasts are like, oh, what, what you're doing is incredible. Instead of like attacking, you know, whatever that person is really up to that I may disagree with, which is cool about podcasts. You can do that. And there's yeah. no such thing as bad press, right? Yeah, it's yeah. good. To, and it's good to, too, like, even if you have like a, a hater, like per se, yeah, you come on and like meet Gary and I as people and then you're like, oh, well. I mean, I'm not like tooting our horn, but like if you if you thought something about us, and then you when you actually meet someone in person, it's usually never the same. You're like, right. oh shit, like these dudes are cool. Like I might not like all their music, but I, they made out made made a fan out of me today. Yeah, you know? I think yeah. that's one of the big things about being in Nashville too is like you get to know people, right? So it's like for sure, this might not be my favorite song in the world, yeah. but like this is a really. Great I mean, person. even like friends of yours in town is like I yeah. might not like 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 all my friends' music. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's not even. Being a dick, it's just yeah. like I Who don't. Who your friends' prefer. music do you hate? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, yeah. no. Anything yeah. that Kurt Ozon plays on, oh, I mean, great. pretty much everything that Kurt plays on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I've had to kind of check my ego because, like, I'll have preconceived notions about just just music in general, and usually I sadly like i gear towards like the negative it's like what do i not like about it instead of yeah. taking like what do i really love about this and that's a part like of, of being a consumer of music and maybe it's just because we all live in this world in nashville and we we kind of see things before the whole world else sees it but yeah a part of that i've had to kind of like take back and be like okay like do this I, is, does it this matter is, this <laughs> might not be like my thing but like I can appreciate it for what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think too, like as quote unquote, like experts in what we all do, you know, it's like we all are going to overanalyze everything and right. be like, I wouldn't have done it like that, yeah. but it's not your, yeah. it's not your baby to change mm -hmm. the diaper on. So like, yeah. who cares? What is something that you guys like weren't, you didn't like that much at first, but now have gotten more into? Ooh. But like, question, like in Kurt. what regard? Like the business, or like, or, or like maybe like, hey, I I didn't like this like Luke Combs song, but I got the new the guy, and then I gave his music another chance, or what, or whatever. I'm I'm trying to think I, honestly and candidly, and I I would only bring him up because I we're friends with him. But uh, the first time like I heard Co Wetzel stuff, I was like, this is different. Like mm -hmm. this is this wasn't cut in Nashville with yeah. Evan Hutchins playing drums and Saul Philicox playing guitar on it. And like, it's just like, it was awesome to just see 
a guy from Texas doing his own thing, had his friends playing on this, and I was like, man, like he's talking about Taco Bell and like this, these melodies are dope and like so good. And and then I was just kind of like, whoa, this is really great. Like, mm-hmm. and, and well, that's another one of those like see it live yeah. type of things. Yeah. You see it live and you're like, whoa, because we like, saw it live. I get it. And then another thing, good, just come buddies with the guy. And and I'm not saying that to just I love Co Wetzel's music. Like yeah. he's like in my top ten Same. now. And so it's just. But I'm it, afraid of him. <laughs> yeah, I've never met him. He Dude, he's actually me. he's actually a very he's like kind, shy. Yeah. So I've kind, heard that. So a lot. kind and su- such a really good dude. And well, like we've toured a lot with Co. And it's just been cool to see like the progression of what he's doing. <sighs> it's stupid. Selling like five thousand tickets everywhere he goes. Yeah, and it's, it's just like crazy. just doing his thing, man. And he's really kind of creating his own little subculture. And so it's it's really cool to. It's like country Kurt Cobain or something. Like it's like I'll, to answer your question again. Kurt, another guy that I uh, I don't get at first, and this is going to cardinal sin here, but when Eric Church puts out a new record, I, I hear it the first time, and I'm like, I don't know about this. And then I hear it the second time, and I was like, I think I like this. And then the third time, I was like, okay, I love this. His records Same. do grow so much on you. And you're I like, agree. You realize how great it is after you hear it like 10 times. You're like, whoa. Like, like the record that had like Desperate Man and all, and all that stuff on it, I was like, this is so out there. But at the same time, I'm like, golly, this is so good. Like, yeah. he's, he's one of those guys for me, for sure. A lot of my buddies, like like Ray Fulcher and like Rob Wolford and Luke <laughs> and everybody, they're all just like, they have him on this highest pedestal of all. And I was super late to coming into the country game. And I heard like Talladega. I'm like, oh, that's like a fun song. Like I didn't get like how he was like on the Mount Rushmore country music for these mm-hmm. guys. And just being on the bus and because it's you know like I was like I said I was late to come into country music and uh, and the song that did for me I heard Sinners Like Me. I was like, dude, that's one of my favorites. Sh- yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, holy yeah. cow. That's yeah. a. And I was like, okay, I get it now. Yeah, no, it it is ridiculous because I I mean, I'll say I'm pretty late to country too. I mm-hmm. didn't start really listening to country till I was like in. 18 and and it was weird like i kind of skipped the whole like what was on the radio and i i mean i guess jamie johnson had stuff on the radio but like my first record that i ever bought that was in the genre of country music was lonesome song by jamie johnson same and so what a good intro and and (laughs) and it was like instead of like going through let's just go to the the roots of like what traditional country music is and it's just songs sonically however you want to you know skin that cat that's what i gravitated to and then it kind of once i got there i kind of backtracked and started going to like okay well what what is on radio that i really like and and that sort of thing but yeah i was late to the party too on Mm -hmm. that thing i think it's one of those things with like guys like jamie johnson or guys like eric church they are so undeniably them right yeah and whatever that is and and for eric i think he is way more worried about pushing the needle one percent than he is about if his if people like it or if you know, 100%. he has a he does, he was, well in this weird way it's like he's not really making music to please people like he's literally just making the music he wants to make you yeah. know and that's but that's what makes it so great you know yeah. no one is saying like oh he's just chasing the next thing like, yeah nobody says that I everyone's mean, saying like how do i be more like eric church and he has <laughs> those records that people are like i mean i'm a i'm a kind of a carolina guy or you know that that sort of thing or the chief record but it's like man dude you get into those like the later ones and i'm just like man this is like needle pushing stuff like you said no and it, more so than just like because he could go and do that record again and that's been the playbook for a lot of people in nashville just go go to what works this is what's 
this is what's pushing the needle for me financially and making bring it bringing bigger crowds to my shows mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. So I just appreciate the fact that he has that mystique to like when he puts out a record, you don't really know what direction he's going to take it. And it feels like he doesn't give a shit, but like yes. he does. You know he what does. I mean? Like he's got that certain like effort. Like yeah. I don't care what anybody thinks. It's like. I mean, I don't really like to say this, but it's like the outlaw thing. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. that's that's outlaw shit. I, <laughs> he's an outlaw while drinking this white wine on the couch. <laughs> with yeah. glasses. With yeah. Yeah. He's got that mystique factor that I envy so much because yeah. no one knows what he's up to unless he's playing a show or unless he's putting out a record. No mm-hmm. one knows what Eric Church did today unless he was playing somewhere. Yeah, he does like one interview a year or something. Yeah, yeah and it's it, pretty it, cool. And it's so I, I mean, I envy that when it does, it's like. Pfft. Right, yeah. like and that, that Rolling yeah. Stones one. It, yeah. yeah, and it. I, I mean, I love those artists that just kind of just flop it out and say, "Hey, here's the record, and I'm going to go tour this record, and then I'm going to retreat back to wherever I live, whether normal. it's Nashville, and do my thing." So, <laughs> I think every artist like secretly craves that yeah. that life. You know, I, you yeah. guys are going to do that when you're massive for sure. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely going to. Oh do that. yeah, I mean, I, I want to do that now. <laughs> we got a recluse. long way to go. Got to be a yeah. recluse. So <laughs> it's it's part of the grind, though. So it's it's part of it. But yeah. It's a it's one of those things where it's like there's so many different routes to get to where you're going, right? And oh, when billions. Eric was coming up, he had those songs that were radio songs. You know, he had those songs that were like straight down the center of the lane. Not every song on the album was like that, but he had some that were. Sure. And then he had stuff where he took the center of the lane and turned it. And I yeah. think that's what he liked. Yeah. I think he was like, "Oh crap, you're I could so turn right. the center of the lane and I can turn it to the right." And then he's like, let's see how far I can push that lane. Well, then you know? he, and then you also have like the the Stapleton factor, like like I mean, Eric's always had it, but it's like it's the like, oh, well, you know, if this doesn't play on the radio, like it doesn't matter because people give a shit about it. So You're still selling like, tickets. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah. That's Who all cares? that matters. That I think the recipe that Eric Church did early is he wrote anthems mm-hmm. that Guys and dude and not guys and dudes, but guys <laughs> the and dudes. guys and girls can get behind, and yeah. that's a really tough thing, like to kind of traverse when you're writing music, because like it's kind of like I feel like we're in this weird thing in country. It's like one or the other, and when you find that middle ground to where like mm-hmm. four dudes can bump a Luke Combs song and go to yeah. the concert, yeah, Luke's great. At doesn't it. have to be oh, you know. I reluctantly went to this concert because my girlfriend loves yeah. this artist. That's like the perfect recipe. And too, I think it's it's about delivery too. Like yeah. it's not just like the songwriting, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like like Luke Holmes just delivers it well. You know, like yeah. he's just a cool, like masculine ass dude. Yeah. That sings pretty badass songs. Yeah. There know? was these um guys at our show in Raleigh this past weekend, and they were losing their shit like you know, like crying. Yeah, like you see these photos of like girls when Raleigh Green walks by or whatever. <laughs> like these guys, and they were like um, four rows in the lower level, and we're doing that 360 stage. So yeah. I, I have a perfect eyesight to them. And we like went into beer can, and they were like, oh my God. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then we played Brand New Man. They like peed themselves, and it was awesome. <laughs> I, like I wanted to go have a beer with those guys because they were like so into it. Yeah. I mean, it's it, cute. It, it's, a, <laughs> it's awesome when you can have a brand that does that. And then mm-hmm. that's, I mean, one thing, I feel like we, we kind of sit in that vein too, because like we have a pretty, very mixed crowd when we come For to sure. our show. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's dudes that show up that just are coming out to have a good night. There's, a lot of couples, like I feel like we've kind of become this couple band. We have a couple of those songs. A lot that, of those like, songs, yeah. And so, and so, couples come. We we probably get asked more than anybody, hey, can we play weddings? Like, mm-hmm. and it's just 
a part of it, and we have a few of our bigger songs are that, and we're thankful for good it. Good love but, songs. Yeah, and then it's cool to just be, you know, some girls coming out for a good time. Like, you're going to get mm-hmm. uh, a smorgasbord of that kind of thing, and that's important, I think, from the get-go, like Eric Church did, and Luke has yeah, definitely done. Absolutely. Riley Green has done, all, all that kind of thing. It's like having it to where every dude can relate to this guy, and then every girl likes the product this guy's pushing. That's yeah. the perfect play, I think. Yeah, I think sounds that's easy a, when you put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's like one of the things that people are craving when they're looking at who's going to be successful, right? It's like every guy wants to have a beer with you or hang out with you, and every girl wants to or be you. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> right. Every yeah, girl yeah. wants to do what, Nick? Uh, yeah. Take you home or something? Yeah, oh. take your pants off. <laughs> yeah. But that's like the mix. I mean, it's right? definitely a recipe for success. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It definitely helps if girls yeah. want to take your pants off. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, I don't have that, so yeah. I just have to <laughs> yeah. sing really well. You know, yeah, what that's I mean? all like, we can kind of hang. Really, like Mutt and Jeff up there, you know, just like whatever. So that's, but at the co- core of it, like if we're gonna really build a fan base, and I don't want it to be on something that doesn't have to do with the music, right. Right. you know, like that's that's the scary thing we live in right now. Is I feel like a lot of things are pushed by like a gimmick sometimes and it's just like spectacle right it's the the spectacle yeah that's the perfect word for it and it's just like instead of just the product you're pushing like you know whether or not you know i'm five foot nothing and and you know charlie is 250 pounds it doesn't freaking it doesn't matter you know what i'm saying it's like we're just gonna go out there play the same shows regardless if we don't have hair or not have hair in 15 years we're gonna be <laughs> hey, out there there's, no, there's to nothing play. like bringing you there besides the music which right. is like what we pride ourselves and that's oh, yeah. all i want people to come to musk and i bloodline yeah it's not because i'm cool because i'm not that cool like <laughs> like we know yeah don't, don't, don't tell <laughs> yeah. them don't tell but, everybody but, <laughs> but it's just like i mean it's hard to like brand a cool like just two married dudes pretty just I know, I'm seeing some new jewelry out here, boys. Yeah, Congrats dude, on that. That's right. Yeah. Married Both on the married train, and it. I mean, it's great. I I love marriage, but our like besides our funnest time is on the road, and then we come back to our wives and have a good time with them, and it's like that's what else all we you do. Ask for? You know? life. Yeah, dude. yeah. So it's fun. Kill some turkeys. Yeah, we do that. <laughs> we try. We try to get in the woods or whatever. So you know, you take go going out out of the picture. I mean, we don't go out. Just golf and kill turkeys. Yeah, it's just really we just enjoy getting outside and going to bed early and waking up early and tackling the day, <laughs> playing oh, music. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're talking a lot about the live show. I'm curious. I haven't seen you guys play since. Yeah, thanks, Georgia man. Theater. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, man. I've been busy and coronavirus and all that, but yeah, I think the, the last show we did together was in Georgia Theater, right? I mean, maybe. maybe. God damn. You know what? The last show we did with Luke was Virginia Beach. That big best of oh, that shit was thing. insane. Oh, I remember wow. you took photos before. That's too. right. Okay. That, that, you like you were like really starting to dabble in it. Uh-huh. It was like two years ago. Yeah. And Straight so, up. That that was the last time. But yeah, that I was mean, a big day. Yeah, yeah he broke the attendance record out there. There's like seventy thousand people out <laughs> yeah, there. It wasn't just him though, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Well, it was I mean, yeah. yeah, we helped a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few hundred people Sam. didn't like this. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Um. So what's the live show like? Uh, what's the what? Are you guys still rolling the same band or? Yeah, I mean, we think yes, yeah, the same one of that. Zolti. Yeah, Zolti baby. Yeah, Zolti, and then we got Justin Routon on bass, and then Weston Stewart. Hell yeah, so plays. good. Yeah, so, so, good. Good. so good. I hate that he play. I hate that he has to play with us because he's so much better than what we do. I feel like <laughs> yeah, whatever. Nah, <laughs> Come on, he's he's fun, man. Like uh, he's it's it's been fun to see him grow because like when he's 
started with he was kind of timid and like he was like 14 years yeah, old right no, no, <laughs> i think the first show he played with he was 19 years old and it's kind of been funny to just kind of see him just come out of his shell and his first gig was with farron yeah so like all right we're his second gig yeah and so he comes in and just his last gig yeah his last I, gig. I hope so man. don't he's, quit on us Weston. He's, he's so he's so good and uh he's such a blessing to have. oh they're all a blessing to have and but we, but gary's right just yeah. watching him like Literally bloom into yeah, the player. Dude, I mean, he, is he was now. like a deer, he was like a deer in headlights when we started, and now he'll like go out there and rip a solo and stuff. And it's kind of funny. We at first we had to like coax him and be like, "Dude, be you like, can, come like, on, get out, have there. fun. Don't like be scared <laughs> to be here." Our front of house guy Jerry Sloan, who's a legend. The other day, like I played some like lap steel solo, and I wasn't on the catwalk. And he's like, Kurt, I didn't know your lap still worked when you weren't on the catwalk. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt doesn't mind getting out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love I it. I saw you steal someone's beer one night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I fell down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah, but. that was a um, video we took. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick took that video, actually. So It's a fantastic video. Yeah. It should yeah. be on your wall. I know. I need to buy one of those like electronic frames. And yeah, hang just exactly. Me, um, and that was in Alabama, actually. Yeah. Bam, baby. It was... It was right. funny that day, like, the, he didn't even know we were there, and we were literally right in front of him when he fell. <laughs> He's like, what? Kelly I, and I, yeah. Just for some context, I ran I ran to play this guitar solo uh, with Luke and ran all the way down the catwalk, and I played the solo, and I was like, I crushed it. I'm great. I grabbed this girl's drink, like, in the front row, and I, like, chug it, and I gave it back to her, and I turned around to go back, and I just, it was, like, raining. I just <laughs> ate shit and fell. And it's like my most pop. I posted on TikTok. It was just like my most popular video ever. It's like me falling down. Yeah, people like when you get hurt. It's like watching Big Daddy. You know, mm -hmm. he's like, "You want to get hit by the taxi?" He's like, "Yeah." Brutal. <laughs> America's funniest on videos. Have Have either of us ever like ate it on stage? I don't think so. I wouldn't be talking about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, knock, knock on, on wood. wood. I mean, if it happens, yeah, yeah, it's I don't. Happen. I don't run on stage though. Like yeah. Kurt runs. Yeah, but you yeah. also have like a two hundred foot catwalk. Yeah, you, you, you know, know you got a you got a different set of problems. Than yeah, we do. we're still playing clubs, so <laughs> yeah. it's like it was. You know. It's just like I wasn't mad when it happened. I'm like, it's gonna happen eventually. It was raining. I'm wearing boots with leather soles, and I'm chugging someone's drink. Yeah, you're not that smart. Yeah. Not a recipe yeah. for success. Not that smart, but you got to. That's just part of it. It's yeah, you have a nice I mean, beer. define smart. Yeah, like, exactly. It's just like yeah. <laughs> subjective. I mean, like Luke Bryan fell off the stage. I didn't fall off the stage. True. I just fell on the stage. Not that big of a deal. It would have been funny if he fell off the stage, like into my arm skirt. Jake fell off the stage <laughs> at CMAs one time. Yes. Like fell off the back. Yeah. Oh my god. Like why he was playing? No. Like oh. it was like we had done a dress rehearsal and we were walking and it it was like to, it's fair like the, it was like the edge of the stage was just like a six foot drop and he just didn't I guess he didn't notice it or it was dark and he just fell. He was totally fine. He was like. Hey guys, like I just fell down and we're like, are you okay? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm totally fine. And then we just made fun of him ever since then, constantly. Old, old Bob. Old Bob. Old Bob, Bob dude. Mm -hmm. I love that guy. Same. He's so, he's such a good dude. Mm -hmm. You feel like that when you tell like inside jokes on podcasts, like people enjoy it? Well, sometimes we talk about like, Every, people are like, wow, that's a cool photo on your wall. And we like talk about like something that they can't see. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, obviously can't see. Yeah. The inside jokes. Everyone's yeah. like, what? what? Who are you talking about? <laughs> Who's this Bob guy? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's our drummer with Luke Combs, and he's our special friend. We love yeah. him very much. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy for sure. <laughs> we love him for sure. Well, uh, also, you guys had a podcast and you had me on as a guest. You were our last episode ever, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, darn close. Like, once you get perfection like me, you're just like, you know Yeah, we're what? just like, we're done, dude. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> the end of it. 
like, there's <laughs> nothing we need to talk about anymore. <laughs> you were like one of the last yeah. two, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> the Nashville podcast scene is so ancestral these days. Yeah, it that's, is. Mm-hmm. That's, it's a weird word to use, but it's very true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're from the South, so it's like, yeah. Yeah. no doubt. <laughs> No, I mean we we had we have I say we still have a podcast. I'm not yeah. gonna say we'll never do it again. But we just kind of once Torn came back, yeah, it got really tough to be like, okay, when we have we travel in a van still, so right. like we get four. If we're doing a three day run, it's four to five days. Right. Both married, got there's just day to day stuff we got to yeah. get. There's done. just life Keep, to live, you know. And it's like, man, like as much as we love the podcast, like we got other things we got to do. Yep. And and that's just kind of one write of the songs, things. So. Right. Or we just gotta, sit yep. at home and do nothing sometimes. Yeah. yeah sometimes. No, 100%. And Play so, video games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no doubt. And so it's just finding those things where like, okay, what, if we got some time, what do we need to be doing? If we're right. going to count, you know, uh, a podcast for a work day, like we need <clears> to make sure like it's going to be a day, you right. know? And we just, we like. It's a lot of pressure on us, Nick. We yeah. <laughs> no, and, and we just kind of found ourselves, I don't want to speak out of turn, but it was like, we're, we were doing it and we enjoyed it and it was fun to have different guests, but we were kind of just like doing it just to do it. Yeah. And so I was like, man, if we're not really like. We weren't putting as much brain real estate into right, it as like, we like should have to make it great, you know? And so without it, it's just kind of like, well, if we're not, if we shouldn't just do anything to right. just do anything at this point. And so, but I mean, we're going to revisit it and, you know, when our tour and situation becomes different and we get a little more of that free time and you're not just you know, trying to catch every hour of sleep you're trying to get on right. the road, like that opens up a whole different thing. Cause we could, we got a mobile podcast where we could take that anywhere and right. do it. It's just finding the time to do it. And it kind of fell on the sword, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I think that gives you an idea too of like, again, like, like you're saying, like anything you do, you have to put yourself into, oh, right? If you want it you to be good. To. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the same thing with music, man. It's like, and Kurt with photography, you know what I mean? Like, if you if you want to do something, it has to be a priority, right? Yeah. And that's like it's one of the things that like like we talked about when I was on your guys' podcast. You're like, is this thing gonna last? You know what I yeah, mean? It's totally. like, is Ray's Rowdy gonna be around? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's like that's a statement of attrition. It's also a statement of like, where are my resources the best? Right. So like, yeah. if I'm hosting an event in town and it's not doing good, I'm gonna pivot and try something else. Absolutely. You know what I mean. So that's this exactly is exactly what we did. Exactly. Yeah. You know? That's you guys using your resources and saying, you know what? We could probably get another song or two a week that we're writing, right? Absolutely. Instead of doing this podcast. And then we don't only have to chase down each other and our friends that are in town. You well, know it takes I mean? so long. I mean, and not like knocking podcasting because like, yeah, it looks, it's great. Like it's the, it's really fun to just bullshit with people, but yeah. it's like, it's really totally. hard to monetize. It takes right. a long time to, to monetize and it's like. Hey, dude, we got 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Like, we might as well do two YouTube videos in right. a month instead. You yep. know, it's yeah. like, that's just where our. I just subscribed to you guys, my, by the way. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you that's just where our mind and like our business, it's not even even like greedy. It's just like, hey, what's making us money? Let's right. crush that. Let's make that happen yep. so we can have the free time in 10 years to do whatever the hell we want to do. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we, once we had. You, we have a, a record that's coming out. I mean, yeah. this is this really? kind of this kind of ha- could be some stuff we talk about in a little that. bit. But <laughs> like, so once we did that, this is the first time we've ever had like a real team around a record. Yeah. So we did like a distribution deal, have a where we talked about a PR team and, yep. and then digital, digital marketing. marketing yeah. And so like we have all these independent radio team, and so we didn't realize all the assets yes. they need. And so because all we've done is literally 
here's the record. We get it mastered and we put it on TuneCore and just see what happens. Like that's all. Yeah. That's all. That's what we've, we've done for five yeah. years. <laughs> so like, kind of going into this thing, you know, the, since like, really since Dying for a Living, or I'd probably say the month lead up to that. I didn't realize all the planning that really goes into this stuff. It's crazy. And, it is. And it, it's a like year-long plan. Yeah, it's like like we're shooting a music video tomorrow before you know we get and go to Statesboro, Georgia this weekend. And so it's like yeah. finding those times, it's like, we, God, we really don't have a lot of it, so we got to kind of spend our time wisely. So, well, I yeah. think that's it, man. And that's, that's a part of having the brain for the business is like pivoting, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're doing something and you love it, great. And if it's having success, even better, you know? Yeah. But if it's like, okay, I like this, but I like this other thing that we're doing a little bit more or just as much, this is a better use of my resources. And it's just like, where are you passionate about? Like, what are you passionate about? It's not even really about the money. It's just like, is this like really lighting your fire to do? And and that was one of the things that we kind of decided about it. We're like, yeah, you know, it's like, I'm not like pumped about it all the time. So let's just at least just put it aside right now and yeah revisit it things one yeah. specifically with like an album dropping right so like you're yeah, gonna need yeah. to be on other people's podcasts right exactly. to help spread that well which is way easier by the way yeah. you, can, you can interview yourself on yeah. your own podcast you don't have to yeah. do shit you're just like hey let's just show up and talk yeah no doubt so we definitely don't have any problems with that yeah, yeah. Ain't no same it's, well, it's fun man then you gotta like edit it and do all this other stuff. Yeah, well, that's Charlie. why we were coming on yours. We don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Charlie has to do it. Charlie, Charlie. Sorry. thanks, Charlie. Hey guys, just want to pop in here in the middle of this podcast and talk about gambling. Yeah, Action Twenty Four Seven, Tennessee's only Tennessee-owned sportsbook, is our official podcast sponsor, and we are happy to have them. Yeah, and if you have a lot of money and you want to either have less or more. Use Action 24-7 to gamble on sports with. Yeah, if you are a Tennessee native, you should gamble with us, Raised Rowdy. Download the app on your iPhone or on your Android, and then you can use code Rowdy, R-O-W-D-Y, to get up to a $400 match, dollar for dollar, on your first deposit. We love Action 24-7. And gambling. And we love sports betting here at Raised Rowdy. So, well, we know you have new music coming. Yeah. And and I know specifically because... The tr- title track has a music video that you guys let me be in. Yes, correct. correct. Yeah, and, you got a badass uh, cameo. Yeah, in I'm that pretty stoked about when, it. When so. is this gonna drop? Uh, probably next week. Okay. okay. Well, it's the that Don for Living video is coming out next week. Yeah. yeah. And and I heard yes. through the grapevine that it's gonna be Ooh, on the television. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be on CMT. It's gonna be on yeah. CMT, yeah. which is cool. We've never got a little taste of the CMT thing, but uh, the the record's coming. We're just gonna drop. A few singles off yeah. the record, yeah. First to kind of lead up to it, and then we'll be making an announcement pretty soon when yeah. the record will come. We're out. shooting another video, so like obviously another single will be coming too, right? You know? Yeah, so, so I'm, like, I don't even remember what day that one's yeah. coming out. But. So uh, I think it's sometime in October is when the next one's Heck coming yeah. out. And so we're doing like a whiskey jam and stuff yes. with it too, Let's an outdoor go. one. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. We're getting all the artists lined up with it. You know that we feel like makes sense cohesively with kind of where we're taking things. Yeah, and so uh, we're excited about that. So some fun stuff. And then we want to do the Ray's Rowdy like writers round for yeah, when the yeah. record comes out let's do it and then yes, yes, we yes. want to have all the writers from the record play writers round oh That'd that's a great so, idea yeah. so we thought yeah no one steal that but we're going to do that in like when the record comes out yeah so we'll have a little time to link that up and make that a big blowout thing yeah so we love, love that. To do that with y'all That'd absolutely be killer yeah so we will make kurt take a bunch of photos of it too take all the good photos i'll yeah. play guitar too i was about yeah, to say we'll on. just make yeah. kurt play yeah. 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 Oh, so, yeah we like to make him do double duty and then we'll have one of his friends take photos when that's house. true right yeah but no it's it's cool when like so 
from the first track, sonically, this is a little bit different than what you guys have been doing. Totally. What can you tell us about that? Like, what, what was that mine for? Or is it just like the songs came out that way, or you know, kind of how did I mean, that come uh, to be? Ironically, we made two records last year, and one was like this like rock record, and then one was this country record. And honestly, we just kind of had a lot of time to soul search and. And, and we put out so much music that we're proud of already. Like I'm not, I would never discount anything that we've done so yeah. far because it's brought us to where we are. But like I said, we just had a little more time to like look deep into what we want to do and what we want to say and what we want to be represented as. And we're we're kind of tired of being the band that like no one knows like what like wh- what are they like what do they play what genre are they in mm. you know it's like what do they play which is was so cool for a long time but it's like. I'm ready. We're ready to start like digging our feet down in the sand in a genre. And like, we grew up listening to country, or I grew up listening to country music. And like, we always go back to the classic, more classic style country. Like, that's just what gets me going. Like, yeah. if you, like, if you catch me at 3 a.m., the sprinter, everyone's trying to sleep and like, I'm jamming Doug Stone in the front. Like, yeah. it's just like, <laughs> and so that, those like influences really shine through on this record. It's it's really a mix of like I I gravitate towards like the Americana and mm-hmm. the more like uh, I mean I'm I'm big into like the Childers thing the Brent Cobb thing Sturgill yeah. like the and I love specifically like the '70s country realm like the the Highway Men the Waylon Phaser thing and that sort of thing oh yeah and so it's kind of a cool blend of like Charlie's like super into the '90s. And and those kind of songs, just like you hear it in Dying for a Living. Yeah. Yeah, but no Dying doubt. for a Living takes a Skinner approach to it instead mm-hmm. of being, you know, a walk in the floor, walk, a fiddle, the, you know, whatever. It's stick, like, hey, know? let's like make this bombastic as shit and like make it really electric, really, you know, insane. Like, and it so. It works so hard. Right. And yeah. so, and, and, and it's cool. And I don't know, just as we're growing up and getting older, we kind of start realizing like, Man, what are we listening to? And what what do, what do I always go back to? What does Charlie always go back to? And really, kind of as we've grown, it's like, man, I don't really care about writing a hit song anymore. It's not about that. If that happens, great. I just want to go in with Charlie, and we're going to try to write the best song we can that we yeah. both love, and that represents us. The best Muscadine song, right? You know? And 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 that's one of those things. You move to Nashville, you get the pub deal, you start writing with everyone who's got the accolades and you kind of see that, you know, unconscious shift of where where you're writing instead of just being like, Hey, you know what? Let's not write until we have something to write about. And that's kind of the approach we've taken the last couple of years is, you know, we don't write as many songs as we used to, but when we're writing, it's very intentional and not just, Hey, let's get up with so-and-so and and see what we can come up with. It's like, nah, this is something that's really on my heart. Something that I've I've wanted to write about. It's geo specific. It takes you to a timestamp in your life or whatever that is, or just saying, Hey, here's a story about some guy and, and let's, let's do that. And, and that's the kind of, kind of approach we've been more taking and how it's, how it's going. And it's just as honest as it can be really from us. Yeah. It's just, and we just, with this approach of this record, like, we, we kind of have a family mindset, like, when it comes to everybody on our team and, like, our band played, our touring band played on this record. Oh, yeah. and so And so that's a thing that's kind of not done as much anymore. And I feel like a lot of times the only differential, like, aspect of songs a lot of times is the vocal that's doing it. When you have 
all these hit writers writing the songs. They're the hot guys, so everyone's going to their songs. They're in the song mill. You know, everybody's writing here's to the get band a hit song. That everyone plays with, and so it's like, no, nah, let's just like make this a special thing, make it something that the band can get behind. And they're like, dang, I actually played that on the record, and that's me. Like that, I have my own identity in that, and so coming to that approach just really makes one making music way more fun, way more relaxed because it's not like okay, let's go in with the session band. They, we we run through it on acoustic guitar one time. At this studio that we're paying too much for yeah. or whatever. And it's like, instead of that, it's like, no, nah, let's really dive into every little nuance of this. Let's not miss anything. Yeah, it's like Brothers Osborne rented that that studio in Florida. Yeah. And they just camped well, out the, there The forever. Poor St. Joe album, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, and that's the thing. We, that's the mindset that yeah. we've taken. You know, and it's just in Hermitage. Desire to do. <laughs> like, you know, we're kind of taking the approach you know, not counting our eggs before they hatch, but you know, we're we're ready to do the next record because we've been living with this thing for like like ten months. Like mm-hmm. we're ready. We're all. I mean, that's just how we've already we, like picked the songs for the next. Right. Record. Like the record's done. Like writing wise, and now it's just like you know, it's it's something that's very very much more geo specific than even the record that's coming out. You know, which is even later. weird to talk about another record that hasn't come right. out. Right, right. So it sounds so. like Inception, but <laughs> I think it's just a lot. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Right, when you know what your sound is, the songs just flow a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. and so I mean, and we've even talked about just like taking Ryan Humans, who we we do all of our records with, and he co-produces with us and engineers, and he's a freaking rock star. And uh, we've talked about even going back to Mobile. And just there's an awesome studio there called Dolphin Street Sound. Mm-hmm. Let's just camp out for a month and do a record. Yeah, like, Jake Peavy owns his, the studio down get there. Get the fuck out! Oh, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, so and, and it's kind of <clears throat> like a lot of the songs are about Mobile County and like stuff that happened there, and you know different characters we've created to tell a story and that's kind of one of those things where it's like man well let's let's get in the mode and go there just live there just for a little be bit there for a month or right whatever. and and honestly just taking time on records now is mm-hmm. is important to us too because i i don't know why the we had this epiphany literally like three months ago is like why is that Music is the thing that everyone is rushing in this town, and it's the thing that matters the most. It doesn't matter about it's it's not as much about the visual content. It sells your entire career, right? Like it's, like, it's all about the music. So why are we <clears throat> putting why are we putting our music or this album we're putting out into this two week window and trying to get it done? It's like nah, let's just like just take our time. It's like live, two months. Yeah, like live, whatever. Live with, with live with something for a little bit. Don't have any regrets when you put it out. And then honestly, I feel like it'll even hold more weight in your heart to be like, man, this is this is my heart. Like this is this whole thing is so just in the moment, and we're gonna take our time on this thing and really make sure we got it. How Charlie and I seem fit to put it out to the world. And I mean, so, to touch on that even more, like I think a lot of it is like that because the world is so visual now. It's yeah. easy It's easy for like young artists or whatever to just be like, "Who? I don't care who's producing it. I don't care what it sounds like. Like I got a million followers on TikTok and I'll be able to sell it theoretically. So that's just what the priority of a lot of artists is now. So it's like, it's good. I'm glad we don't have a million TikTok followers because we still got to, we still got to earn this shit in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but yeah, that's kind of even with this record, the approach we took on it, and like, like I said, Charlie and I, we did do two records, and we really just kind of had a, 
come to Jesus. And we did the the, the rock one first. And I mean, it's like heavy, heavy. We like planned to put it out too. Like yeah. it was like the plan. Yeah, I was like, let's do this. And I mean, it's it's way out it's of cool field. It's cool as shit it's like, like, I ain't gonna lie, I still so like it. It has like <laughs> some, some Alice in Chains vibes and like some ve- like very grunge, very just like, I don't know. I don't even know. Some of the songs I'm like, I've played it for some people and I'll we'll send it to y'all, some of the stuff, but it's like, it's literally like people are like I don't know what this is, but it's cool. Like and it's just so different. But then I was like, man, we just got to stop, just kind of just being like, okay, Swinging we did this record, let's just do this. Now we do this, and and it's like all over the place. It's like when it comes to the end of the day, like we're not we, the Eagles. So yeah, like. <laughs> we got to like we got to find what <clears throat> Muscadine Bloodline is, and we mm-hmm. and then once we kind of figured that out, we just started writing this record that's you know that's coming soon and. They just kind of just fell out, and we—I awesome. want to say every single song on this, besides one, were all written over quarantine. Yeah. I want to say, mm-hmm. and so, and so that's what makes it even real. It wasn't just like here's, oh, you know, this batch of songs. We think this one might go well or whatever, and we didn't just pick from a batch, right? Yeah. It's just like, nah, we wrote a, an intentional record. It's like until we felt like deemed it done, we were like, okay, we're done writing this thing. Now let's just go in and record it. So. It's it's fun. We're really excited about it. And it's the first time, too, like, this might sound bad, but it's like, I don't even care if people don't like it. Like, I... That's <laughs> no, great. I, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm more so just, it's something that Charlie and I are proud about. I hope they like it. I hope they, they love it. Our but, fans are going to love it. But but <clears throat> it's it's one of those things where it's just like, this is this is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. this is real. This is, like, what you're going to get from Muscadine Bloodline. Like, and so it's it's kind of a nice, honestly, a relief kind of off your thing trying to find what where do we sit in this you know cog of what music is mm-hmm. and instead it's like okay no we found it like now let's just like get on the ship and let's just go right and so it's really uh, cool i'm dying to know um how sonically similar is the is the rest of the record to the one little snippet that we've heard in and time for you don't have to if you not yeah. if you don't want to no 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 there's there's nothing wrong uh i would say I mean that's more of more, more of the up tempo. That's stuff. the most energetic. Song I would say, yeah, it's not going to get crazier than that. I don't think yeah. it really can. Like it's think, got yeah. you know key changes and uh, instrument breaks and <clears throat> right. all this crazy stuff. I, but, was, I would say that it, it's a story, man. Like it's got a lot of dynamic. You know, like mm-hmm. the first song is is called Dispatch. The record is called Dispatch the Sixteenth Ave, and the first the first song is is just about like a guy that moves to town like everyone else does to chase his dream and he dies because he he it's like gets a, it's caught up in in all the things that he thinks matters when it's really just making the music you yeah, love that it's, matters it's it's like a parallel of like the industry killing this guy instead of like going out and doing what he was supposed <laughs> mm-hmm. to do and it kind of can go either way it's like okay this guy is now in the machine doing it or he rejected the industry and has to go home and it's the end of this guy. And then it moves to a ballad. Like, the second yeah. song on the record's a ballad. Yeah, and so it's... But the cool thing I, you'll appreciate about this record, and you will too, Nick, but, like, every every song flows together. Like, cool. every single like song... Like that lonesome sound does. Yeah, yes. exactly. So every, exactly. every song transitions to the next one. So there's different key changes and, like, all this stuff, and, like, there might be this... Like, th- steel solos yeah. that, you know, just like... It's, I mean, it was... Yeah. A lot of influence from yeah, the Jamie well, Johnson record. Fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, and we introduce pedal steel like at a point in the record, and then it has a farewell. 
it, it leaves. Wow, and so cool. it's so it's like those little nuances that no one really thinks about until like you tell them like, no, nah, this was like intentional. <laughs> that's the funnest part and to so, hear, like watch people listen to it. We're like, we're yeah. like the, the comic, like the comic that's like telling you the punchline of the joke. He's like, you get it, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and they're like, well, I didn't notice. Joke. I was just listening to the lyrics or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think the kind of goal of ours was really to kind of get outside of the box and not just write what, I like I feel like a lot of things that are going on in in country like top 40 country for the most part it's like unless it's party you know the the mullet gang you know crack you know mm-hmm. crack a beer you know shotgun it I'm cool with that like I'm not discrediting any of that or it's either break up or love that's like it right now so it's like whatever happened to like just talking about different topics you know that are that don't necessarily have to deal with those and stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. like taking different approaches. You know, we talk about, you know, what it's like to be from Alabama, the dichotomy of being from the South, the goods and the bads and that, that sort of things that we just subject that no one, like you don't hear that much and unless you've lived it. And so like, that's, that was a thing. It's like all these songs on this record have been, have been lived. You know, even at dying for a living, like I'm not gonna say we're outlaw honky tonking whatever, but like we're the we're out there, you know, dying for a living, playing. playing we've, we've lived the song. You know what I'm saying? Know? Like yeah, playing in a van, for totally doing it, and straight, no yeah. sleep, no nothing, have partying, having you know good time, and there and there's a time and place for that, and it's and but nothing, nothing. It's not. It's not just like, hey, here's this shadowy character that we just made up in a writer's room. It's like, nah, this is like very intentional. Like, there's no. There's no, hey, let's not make up this guy. It's like, nah, this this guy's real. It's us. And so, like, let's, you know, go in and write like that. And it's like, then you can kind of show a perspective that the listener's like, oh, crap. Like, they've literally, you know, lived this stuff. So that's important, I feel like. Yeah, writing, I mean, like, it's just like real life shit that you guys are talking about, sounds like. Well, yeah, I, and you'll go ahead, Nick. I think if you're talking about the stuff that, lyrically hits the most home of people right now. That's stuff like that, man. That's why Childers is so well-loved because he's right. talking about life. Well, people want, like, yeah, it's like no one knows where Hickman Holler is. Right. Like, it's like, but that's, that is the cool thing about it. Like, yeah. that no one knows what it is. It's just like, it's a place that he went or whatever. But, I don't even, you know, I don't even know where it but is. Even but even like the listener has their Hickman Holler. Yes, You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And so, you have like, your own. Th- that's, that's one thing that's, that's important, and I like I said, I think people really do. You're right, Nick. They they crave depth, now, yeah, more for sure. than anything. And so it's just like if you can get deep and, and touch people here, like that's that's do, jobs well done. And like, those are the songs that live forever, right? Exactly. The that's, goal is to create the timeless yes. piece, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody's chasing it. Yeah. <laughs> but but even sonically, it's it's timeless. Like I mean, it sounds a lot of it's it's a retro kind of record. Like it, it's very. It's very traditional, and mm-hmm. it's it's a five piece band. Like that's like, how you hear exactly what is there. That's yeah. it. There's no special, no vocal editing. Zero is nothing. Yeah, it's just all just raw. Doing it with the band we play with every night. That's so, so cool, man. It's, so that is so fucking com- cool. Coming back and like playing it live, it's like you're gonna get, you're gonna get the realest version. I mean, we're play- I'm playing through my road rig. Like that's even to that. We didn't go in there and say, "Here's a hundred guitars and a hundred pedals that we can, you know, create mm-hmm. this cool thing." It's I'm like, like playing my guitar. Yes, like, it's, it's, you know, it's like we we literally minimized it to like we found a sound for each for each of us. Even with Weston, Weston and I played the same electric guitar uh, 
are we played different guitars, but he played the same one throughout the whole record, and then I played the same one through the whole record. Found a tone that is going to be like that's Gary the timestamp of the that's record. Weston yeah. playing, mm-hmm. and so like and we did and, and and a lot musicality like we have a great band, and Weston's a killer guitar player. Yep, you know so. We did a lot of like double solo things. We didn't have to, but we we're like, let's do it. Why not? We got you know two guys that play electric guitar in this band. Let's just like let's pimp this record out a little bit and and really say, hey, let's you know shine, let everybody shine. And so that was kind of you know a cool thing about this record too. Instead of like, okay, no, nah, let's hurry up and get back to the hook. Instead of it's like, no, nah, let it live. Who cares if it's four and a half minutes long? Like I've got I've got like a. 30 different takes of Weston doing the dying for a living solo. Like, not the same one, because mm-hmm. he doesn't... He's not the type of player that, like, plays the same thing and, like, just improves it a little bit. Like, he just has to play something completely different. And it, it was, like, it was like hilariously, like, frustrating slash amazing to watch. Yeah. We were like, Weston, like, this part of that last solo was so cool. Like, do that again. He's like, okay. And he just plays something completely different. You're yeah, just like, like, wait, yeah. what? But like I have literally have thirty takes on my phone of like these phenomenal yeah. solos, and it's funny because it even lives in that too. Because like I'm a very I have to write the solo before I play it, and so mm-hmm. I'll take ten takes to try to just get the solo I've already written right, right, the same one, right. Yeah. And so like, and it's kind of cool to see the different playing styles. Like I'm I'm more of just a melodic player instead of you know I can't rip like, and Weston can freaking rip and yeah, so, he can. Yeah, and he's so a freak. i mean you even hear it on even dying for a living like we do the key change break and i'm playing this little <laughs> and it's just like this repeating thing and then weston comes in on the key change and just freaking shreds it and so it's just <laughs> like i'm gonna shred it tonight when we jam yes. on that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so yes. but uh but no it, it was cool it, it was it was the most fun i i would say we've had in the record and and we're producing our own stuff so like that's what even makes it fun to where it's like there's no there's no like regrets it really just gives either. you an immense pride about it too yeah. you know it's like dude and like if it crashes and burns it's on us we don't have to we can't be like oh it's because you know so and so was producing can't blame it. nobody it, yeah it's like <laughs> you got no one else but yourself to look in the mirror to do it so this is definitely um, getting me so excited to hear this record yes well, and I love that you guys are all right. All right, let's get these resources that like that the big dogs have. Like, let's For get sure. a freaking team behind yeah. us, right? We've yeah. basically built an independent record label. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what great. we did. Yeah, yeah. which and, is cool. Well, and then you're gonna have the timestamp of how that looks, right? And you're yeah. gonna know if you did make a mistake, what or if it worked, or if it worked exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. if exactly. that worked great, or if that portion, you're like, oh, we could do that slightly different. That's how you build it, man. Yeah, it's that's how we've learned from the beginning too. Yeah. It's just trial by fire. Like it's like. Don't be afraid. One thing Gary and I are, are not afraid to do is 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 fail. Like it's like we're not afraid because if you fail, then great, you learned and you don't you you don't have to do that again. That's yeah. that's that's how we've gotten to where we are. Is like we've never been afraid to be like, hey, let's just pull the trigger, dude. It's never been a scared decision that just went away. It's always just like, hey, dude, why not? Yeah, yeah. that's that's the fun part. Yep. And you get in in the model we've built, you have that freedom to yeah. be like, hey, let's just go do it. Like we like that's just the awesome thing about where we're at is like we can wake up every morning and do whatever we want. And that's it's a really nice thing, yet slash scary thing, because like a lot's riding on that. But at the same time, it's like we get up one morning and I'm not feeling it. He's like, hey, well, let's just not do it. You know, it's not that it's not that deep. And so it's it's been a it's been a cool thing to kind of see that progression and like you said just the learning every year and we actually did our you know we set our goals for 2022 you know th- actually this week 
you know, coming in like, okay, what are we going to do different? And it's like, no, we're just going to see these plans through and we're just going to do it. And then when it comes to 2023, we'll, we'll, we'll take, change. Yeah. We'll take what we've learned. Yeah. We'll just, take what we hated like, and don't do that and take what we loved and double down on that shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what you're talking about. So it's like, we built this, like I said, at, at basically an independent label yeah. doing that. And it's like, okay, we'll get, we're going to see this thing through. We're going to do everything. Like, because we've never done a record like this. It's all only just been Charlie and I and Amanda. We've never had any like promo, like right. right. Yeah. And yep. so, and so, it's like, okay, well, what can we take? What can we learn from it? And what do we love about this? What do we not like? And then we'll tailor a plan when the next record comes around, and and do that. So, dude, and and you're gonna have that that footprint of exactly what worked at that time, and then you're gonna have ideas of like how you can pivot or how you can adjust, right? Yeah, and then. Then you're basically gonna have an independent record label. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Could, no, it, in, it, in theory, you could help other people. Just need a name. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, exactly. I mean, dude, it's funny. That's another thing we were talking about. It's like we got we we kind of feel like burdened to be like we got to get it to uh, the next level. Just keep just keep going. We got to get a little farther, right? Yeah. And then that's another thing. It's just to invest in this. It's like like dude or girl, like this this can work. Like it really can. Like, right. Like. Whatever everyone's telling you, that's not true because you can now look at the blueprint. And I, and like we're at the point too. It's like I don't even care if like someone in fifteen years does the Muscadine Bloodline blueprint and smokes what we did. Like it's just like nah, you were just you the set one that who, groundwork. You yeah. you you changed the culture. We right? literally just want to prove that you can do it mm-hmm. yeah. without help. Like that's what we're trying to prove. And it's really just a principle thing at this point. Like it's not like and we we always tell people it's like dude, we're not anti label it's not it's nothing about that it's just like this is our journey and like we're kind of just we're at this point now six years in and it's and it's blowing and going and we're kind of like hey let's just see how far we can take this thing why not you know let's just keep let's just keep going and you know if they say there's a glass ceiling let's see if we can break that thing and then just see how far we can take it and we never know what we could look back in 10 years and it'd be incredible you know so so. inspiring man well i mean so hyped for y'all no, it's, I mean, go. it's exciting. It's an exciting time. And I mean, I, I agree with Charlie. Like, you know, I've never been happier yeah. when, when, when we're doing this. And it's, it's an awesome feeling to be content yet driven. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, it's a you, weird combo. When, but you it's make, like- <laughs> when you make that point to where it's like, dude, I'm content with where we are. I really am. Like, I, I, I go to bed and I sleep, sleep good at night, you know, with the decisions we've made. And that sort of thing, and what we've built, and it's just like, but still, we're driven guys. Like, yeah, we're we, always looking for the next right, thing, and right? How and, to and make it better, push it forward. But that's like the perfect recipe, and you just gotta, you know, we've talked about on many podcasts about checking your ego, and I think 2020 did that for a lot of people, and us especially is the comparison game here in Nashville and the music industry is so it's it's bad, and so and it doesn't create a good headspace to be in. And so, so true. We just had to come with grips and say, Hey dude, like, I don't care if, you know, this guy is, it's, it's his time. Like, let it, let it roll and be excited for him. Like, let him do his thing. It's like, it might not just be our time to where it's like, it's clicking on all four cylinders, you know, like some other artist is or what, or they got some opportunity we didn't get or whatever. It's just like, no, just keep your head down and just keep working. And you know, it's all in the timing. It's supposed to happen. Yeah. It's crazy too in town. Like I call it the buzz. Like you'll, it's the roller coaster, right? For artists, for a company like mine, for yeah, everyone. For sure. You yeah. know, it's the, 
There's so There's many peaks things. and valleys. Yes. Yeah. And dude, the, the higher the peak, the lower the valley. Oh, <laughs> it's true. It's so lying. true. But that's how it works. But the key is if you're going down that valley very fast speed, you hopefully you get cup come you got back the up momentum to, a peak. to slide up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And dude, that's what this music game is about. That's what writing songs is about. You know, some there's some times where you're not inspired. That's, dude, that's what life is about. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it's like there's peaks and valleys in that too. And, yes. and you just gotta learn to cope with it and just keep your head up and just keep going. Yeah. Like, yes. It's it's kind of funny. Like we've never ha- I I feel like personally, it's like we've never had this like woke up one morning and it was at a different level. Right. It's always just been this continual, gradual, just little thing. But that also too helps to know that, oh, if it's gonna grow this at this snail pace eventually you're gonna be here you know it's gonna be there and then the come down will be slow too it's not just gonna be like okay we're here today and then gone Mm -hmm. tomorrow like and so that's another thing too it's that we're i mean we're just investing in what we're doing and 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 shout out to our fans too just because Mm -hmm. like i mean thank you for for (laughs) for for what we what they've given us you know for you know it's it's pretty incredible because that's why we get to be independent. That's why yeah. we get to write whenever we want and do whatever we want and put out the music we want. And I mean, that's the best part about it is like you can't do any of that shit without people that care. Yeah, but you also music. can't do any of that shit if your live show sucks. So like the <laughs> reason you guys sell tickets is because you guys are awesome live, right? Like when someone I can sees either confirm or show, deny. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I can confirm, but. As you know, like I can see a lot of music, right? Sure. But like your guys' live show sells tickets because sure. when you go to your live show, you're like, I want to go do that again, right? right. Yeah. And that's guys, like you said, it's guys, it's girls, it's couples, it's everything. Yeah. And it, I think at the end of the day, if you're selling tickets, that's how the industry works right now. Yeah. You're making the music at this point to make yourself happy and hopefully to get more of those fans to love to love those songs and know them so they come back for the next show. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. we've even gone in like doing, you know, pieces of content for this record coming out. Like we actually just filmed a dying for, we just, we actually have started like live tracking, like yeah. doing that with pieces. And uh, it's, it's been really fun. Cause like how we kind of had to hang our hat. Like when we kind of started, I had this little Nikon camera. It was, uh, and it just, before iPhones were incredible. Yeah. Like we, it could, get, they shoot, were good. But yeah. Like, <laughs> they could shoot something in focus and we sang cover songs. We yeah. did that often. It was called Busket on Monday, released a new one every week. And it really kind of built that thing. And we kind of like, as we got into more of the industry, we kind of like, kind of put that on the back burner because we were like, no, we're not going to do covers every week, like whatever. But it's like taking that live approach and now doing that instead of just saying, hey, let's, you know, let's fake a performance, you know, like you would at a music video or yeah. something like that. It's like, no, let's just go in live. And we found some like dope places to like record a live. Like we went to a Goodyear Tire Center and we're in a bay and we did dine for a living at a Goodyear Tire Center bay. <laughs> and it's just like, and we, we, we actually heard it for the first time, like what it was at, you know, just live track. And I was like, Dang, this sounds pretty good. It sounds like a venue, bro. Yeah, I was like, this oh, yeah. so it's just kind of taking that more approach because that's that's one thing we that's I would say of anything we do, we take most pride in how we sound live. Yeah, like almost to the point for me, it's like I like, I tailor life <clears throat> decisions on the road to like make sure those ninety minutes we're given a night are the best they can be. Like I'm super hypochondriac like I, if i feel like i'm getting sick i won't talk on the road and just go like those little things but it's just kind of like tailored us to try to just go out there and play the best show you we can actually do because like 
you only have one first impression. Yeah. And so, like, if you leave a lasting first impression when people tweet, like, that was the best live show I've ever seen. Like, it's like, dude, that's that's awesome. Like, yep. that's... And <laughs> Even when you back. come in and on an off night, you're like, mm-hmm. damn, we did this, 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 and that, and everybody's like, this show changed my life. Yeah. Like, this <laughs> shit, like, you're like, oh, damn, really? If only oh, you shit. knew, like, how yeah. I was yeah. feeling. <laughs> yeah, that. exactly. It's like, I feel like I messed up a lot, but whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just telling that, like, we don't, I mean, obviously, we're touring in a van and, and you know, our sprinter in a trailer, so we don't have the light, sh- the crazy light show or whatever, so all we can do is focus on what we can control right now, and that's just... Going out there, playing to the best of our ability, doing awesome transitions, and never losing the crowd. That's, like, one important thing. It's not a lot of talking. It's not a lot of whatever. It's just, like, hey, like, when you don't have, you know, I envy uh, even a guy like Luke. He can can probably finish the show, lights go out, and Mm -hmm. then we have 10 seconds to reassess, whether we tune, whatever. It's, like, no, when them lights are on for... 90 minutes you just gotta keep going. it gets awkward if you if you <laughs> yeah, change stops. without so, the lights so that's yeah. something we, we have really taken pride in and it's it's kind of funny we're at a we're at a point now where because we have this record we're sitting on that the whole band knows but you can't go out and play a 90 minute set of a record you don't have out yet right and so we find ourselves sitting in sound check playing that's new stuff mm-hmm. and just want to play that and it's like well, it's not out yet, so we can't play them all. So we do play like three new songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like we we like we just got to a point where like we got to like yeah. it's like I can't be playing this stuff we put out in 2016 and 17 like we were doing in 2016 and 17. Right. So it's been it's been fun to do, but yeah, we're we're really excited about this next record and the live show we're going to bring to that. So I think the the players like like I said, get reiterate they're going to. Like playing the stuff they played on a record more yes. than just learning something someone else played. Yeah, if yeah. you come to any of our live shows, we play Dispatch. We play the title track to the record. We play Dying for a Living, and we also play another one called Dead on Arrival. Yeah. It's on the record. And so, so if you come to a show, you'll hear three spanking new ones. Yeah, and uh, it's been cool to see even the week Dying for a Living came out, like just to see that it was actually out there in the ether for them to listen to. The energy from it was like, and we've insane. only had one weekend of that, yeah, by the way. I know. Like yeah, two shows, and yeah. we both got sick. Right? Yeah, we both had the COVID or whatever. So we had a can- we. This is the first time we've ever had to cancel a show. I got. I mean, I guess we had to. Everyone had to cancel shows during right. quarantine. Yeah. But, but besides that, besides that, it was, was our first time, time ever, and it was it was very strange. But I mean, we're obviously better now, right. and and everything on the Thank other fuck. On, yeah. on, the, <laughs> on the other end of it. But yeah. uh, but yeah, it's 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 been really cool to see even dying for living live like. It has such a familiar feel and so energetic. It's almost like people think they, they know, know it, it yeah, but yeah. haven't heard the song. It's it sounds like, familiar, right? It's yeah. like on their face, there you that you see them and they're like, "I should." They're know like it. shaking it like they should know it. Yeah, like, it's like they know like, this and they don't. And so I'm just like, now that we're gonna give them time to actually learn it, like how insane it's gonna be. It's, it's like a hot rodded like Dwight Yoakam cover. <laughs> it, really, it really is. It really yeah, is. and that's probably what they think. It's like it's just like a like a John Michael Montgomery song or yeah. like a Skinnerd song or like, whatever. Like I don't know what this is, but give me three steps or. Yeah, yeah, like, and like so, Dwight Yoakam with an eight ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, but uh, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. No, don't do them. But uh, no, it's it's been really cool to see that one, and like I said, like the other ones too have have gone over really well, and so we're just ready to get them out so people know them. Yeah, well, there's nothing more exciting than releasing new shit. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready just, to hear it. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. we're uh, we're stoked to hear it. 
Uh, I know you said you were going to send it to me. Um, oh, you you see, know, come on. Let's yeah, go. I got. Uh, I'll send you the song space link or <laughs> yes, whatever. I'll send go. you the whole record. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. O- only thing <laughs> is, like, when we send it, you just got to make sure to remember to listen to it in order. Yes. Because, like, cohesively, how you want to listen. And it's hard because I wish we could just send a 40 minute, like, here, here it is. One file. Yeah. Listen, listen to it. And yeah. it's like, so it'll have these weird, abrupt, like, transitions where you're like, that doesn't make sense. But yeah. then you hear it, like, mm-hmm. how you're supposed to listen to a record. You're like, okay, I see where it's coming from. You'll so. put a vinyl out too with this, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's already in the works. And uh, we did our first vinyl last year, and that was really a really cool thing. Just to see, like, having your own, like, we've you see it on a CD or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's like, when it, something about the, vinyl thing so cool, it's kind of yeah. magical it's legit. yeah and it's just like dang like that's really cool i mean it's a mantelpiece yep. you know and i remember my dad's been in those right with mm-hmm. intention totally. yeah right that's an intention thing it's well it's like you're it's going like a to process, play the album you know right. it's like yeah yeah it ain't you, just flipping on an mp3 like right. it's like and, i want to play this today like yeah. you gotta really know where to put that needle if you're trying to skip songs <laughs> right so it's so it's it's one of those things it's like no it's it's a record it's meant to be listened to like as a record and so yeah and that's kind of another transition too. We've kind of moved to. It's like we want to be a record band. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just, hey, here's a collection of ten hit or ten of our best songs we wrote in this. It's like, nah, that's like specifically putting songs in places that makes sense. Yeah. And so it's it's a cool thing. It's a journey. It has, you know, it has a lot of speed. It has a lot of, you know, ups and downs. Super sad, slow ballads, you know, that kind of have it's that like a, even a George Jones sound on some stuff, and mm-hmm. like you know, a, an, a minute long pedal steel solo on a you know, on a record and that sort of thing. It's it's cool, it's cool. I'm really excited for everyone to hear it. Well, we're excited to hear it too, man. And I'm just so excited to have you guys on the podcast. I appreciate you having me on yours as for sure. One yeah, of, dude, well, you're, you're the homie, the, man. Yeah. yeah, bro. And uh, I, I love seeing your guys' show. I was so jealous when my friends were up in Ohio and got to see you guys, and I couldn't make it up. That was Wait, rowdy. Was that the Dusty Armadillo? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Love the Dusty, man. We had, we had the crew out there for it, and I yeah. was like, so there, dang. Dude, actually, <laughs> we, I saw more Ray's Rowdy shirts that weekend, and we played in Pennsylvania as well. Yeah. And uh, I saw a lot of Ray's Rowdy gear out there in the crowd. And, and we uh, I told you that on our podcast. We see a lot of it often, but – up there in that kind of Rust Belt area, yeah. like it was like I mean that's kind of your stomping grounds yep. and stuff like that, and so it it was cool to see that. But yeah, that Dusty Armadillo is a that's a special. That's our first time we ever played there, dude. I love that spot. And it's just like you pet you sell it out, and it's like the ceilings are <laughs> six feet tall, <laughs> like exactly. and, and it's just like this small stage and just the energy. I, I love packing people in like a sardine. There's something special about those club shows. I mean, we've, we've, unless we've opened for someone, we've never played amphitheaters or, you know, mm-hmm. stadiums like Luke's playing, but it's, but it's, it's cool. I miss to, club days. Yeah. Don't take I, it for granted. There's boys. some sort of energy about a club that yeah. like you can't capture anywhere else. Like, yeah. like we played with, I mean, obviously yeah. everybody wants to play bigger rooms, yeah. but right. still. Like we played with Justin Moore the, the night before at a, at a fair. He's like, where are you at next, you know, tomorrow? And, you know, we're like, Dusty Army. I was like, that place is so sick. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, he was like, dude, I'll play that every, shit tomorrow. Every, like, every, I love that. Garth played it. Yeah. Yeah. Every single one of those guys who have like graduated to the next thing, they say that too. They're like, don't take those club shows for granted, mm-hmm. dude. They're, they're special. Well, it, me as a fan, I chase those club shows. Yeah. Right. So, like, when I get an artist that the I'm new like, artists, this yeah. is one of my artists that I love. 
and I can get a freaking fifteen dollar ticket in a club show. Oh, I'll go get hotels it. for the weekend. Yeah. What's funny what I mean? when people bitch about fifteen dollar tickets? I'm like, really? Like fifteen dollars? <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, shit, it's bro. like a Big Mac meal these days. Yeah, yeah. like fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Because then when you graduate that fifteen dollar club day, everyone's like, oh, they sold out. Like it's yeah. like this weird thing. <laughs> like they're twenty five dollars now. They're they're in a theater. They sold out, dude. So it's funny though because like again like. For that, it's harder for me to text someone and ask for tickets than it is to just buy the ticket. So <laughs> yeah, like, no, right? yeah. I've been at shows and they were like, why didn't you tell me you were coming and like ask for tickets? I'm like, I'm never going to ask you for a 10 or $15 <laughs> ticket yeah. ever. Yeah. Like I will never text you and ask you for that. If you're playing like a festival, yeah. 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 <laughs> you're playing a festival and you can get your boy in. I'm yeah, a holler like, at you. Let yeah. me get a media pass. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what's up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us get to the hundred dollar ticket yeah. thing and then you, we'll, we'll have one for you. Yeah. There we go. You, you go ahead and make that request. Or I'll be in the pit for that for sure. No, no doubt, dude. But uh, I can't wait to hear you boys shred with freaking Kurt on time for 11, too. Me Let's too. Rock it's going to be fun. Let's Hopefully he practiced. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt's very good at the musics, and you guys are, too. So it's funny. Kurt, I remember when you came in, and uh, you ca- I remember we did a music video for Moving On, and we did it at Live Oh, It wasn't even Live Oak at the time. What was it called before then? Frisky Frogs. Frisky Frogs. Frisky Frogs. We came there, and yeah. Kurt's like, I heard there was a music video, so I, I'm coming to show love. So that that went a long way, dude. Oh, cool. I mean, three years later, that was cool that, you know, when especially we were talking about this, is like we kind of consume music differently than everybody else yeah. because, and especially when you're a player, like you're kind of just like, I'm, I'm off. Like I'm not going to go to a show or, you know, whatever like that. And then it's like when people come out and, and do that, it's like it means a lot. So we appreciate you coming out to that. Absolutely, as man. little and minute as that was. So Kurt's a good guy, man. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, appreciate no matter you how you spend it, he's he's a very, very kind man. Hey, I got a, one random question that, that I wanted to ask you, Kurt. All Whose right. podcast is this, bro? Are, I know, are, right? Are, are, you, <laughs> are, you, are you still on the, uh, the vegetarian train? Yeah, I've been vegan for like okay, not okay, vegetarian. So, so you're for vegan, a while, vegan, yeah. Vegan. So what I was Years. I wanted to ask like I mean this is obviously off of the subject of what we were talking about, but like what have you seen from that? Like why why did you make that decision? And then like where like what do you, what benefits do you find from it? Oh yeah, um, well it was almost like this weird like coincidence because I had gone to the doctor and. I was like, maybe I was 30 years old or 29, and he was like, you have extremely high blood pressure. Okay. And so that's probably from, uh, well, my dad has high blood pressure, and my mom has high blood pressure, eating pizza after show food and <sighs> drinking whiskey, you know, and yeah. all this and that. Nice little combo. And, and yeah, of course. And he's like, you know, they call it the silent killer, so, you know, like the killer part means you'll die. So, like, <laughs> you're, he's like, I'm 30 years old, and I had to take blood pressure medication. I'm like, well, I don't want to take medicine when i'm 30 years old like right right um i'm like i I guess i will and then i'll just figure out some way to to, get off yeah and then like a week later uh actually is my ex-girlfriend called me she goes hey i watched this like documentary about going vegan will you do it with me um you know i want to try it and i was like if you want to do it i'll try it sure and then i did it and we watched the video and it's like lowers your blood pressure and i was like Oh, cool. I need that. <laughs> I need that. And like, I'm lucky because I'm, I have the like the least. It's funny to say as a vegan, I'm not a picky eater, but like, I just like all food. I think it all tasted great. Like as a kid growing up, I always ate a lot of vegetables and I also ate a lot of meat. I did a, a thing where like I did like the low carb thing when I was in high school where I was just eating salads and like cheese and like shaved 
beef or whatever, like Philly cheesesteaks, like on a salad or whatever. So I started doing the vegan thing. I just lost a lot of weight and my helped my blood pressure. Like when so that happened in high school when you made that decision? No, this was like Oh, okay. You oh, said- sorry to clarify. Like I was I think I went I started going vegan like maybe like right when I started with Luke. Yeah. And I thought like I'm like, these guys are just gonna tear me a new one, you know? Well, I remember, I remember like, like Tyler and stuff like showing like it'd be like they all have their post show yeah. food and it's like here's you know I'm Kurt's like, rabbit and, food yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like these guys are gonna make fun of me so bad, and they're like oh yeah oh you have high blood pressure good for you, and I was like what yeah and then like two weeks later they're like loser like, yeah. like <laughs> after like so yeah yeah comfortable so it's a, probably been like four years I would say I got a question too yeah do you have a photo that I can see of you without a beard yeah I have plenty. Absolutely. Okay, good. I'd never seen that before. Uh, is there one on the wall? No. no. He's I was about to say, if you're up long. there, I wouldn't recognize you. I, I got one somewhere. I'll show you after after we done chatting. Okay. Well, let's shred then, right? I, I right. think I, I wouldn't even recognize you if you didn't have one. No way. No I, way. I think I might have one with like a really short beard. I, I'm I'll talking f- about like skin, like baby. Yeah, like I, baby have, I, have, I have one. I'll show you guys for sure. Okay. Love I'll show you guys my marching man photo. Nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's play. All right. Let's go. All right. Uh, Wait, that was the Razor Rowdy podcast, and this is Muscadine Bloodline. Yeah. Hey. Go follow yeah. them at Muscadine Bloodline. Muscadine yeah. Bloodline. You already follow them. Beeline. Beeline. Yeah. If you follow Razor Rowdy, you probably follow Muscadine Bloodline, or you're not that smart. You'll find it. It's yeah. just just Google Muscadine Bloodline. Yeah. yeah, we're out there. And see a freaking show. <laughs> we're out there. Come on. Yeah, they're still playing uh, club shows. Go to the club show. Our Dime for, for Living Tour is on sale right now. Come on, MuscadineBloodline.com, yeah. baby. It will be out there on the road till end well, mid December. And you guys just had COVID, so you can't get it again for yeah, like a little good. while. Yeah, we're good. We're gonna be crowd surfing. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, thank you guys so much for jumping on, man. You're I know welcome. we've been talking about this for a while, and I've been a fan for a very long time. I told you to text our people. That's the only way to get it done. Know, text Adam, bro. Text Adam. <laughs> well, we we got it with Adam. Yes, and yes. We got Kurt when he wasn't on the road, and Charlie when he wasn't working. And yep. me, I work all the time, kind of. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe none. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I'm so glad it got together, boys. Yeah. No, dude. Appreciate no you having us, dude. We're Ray's Rowdy champions, dude. Well, oh, we're yeah. Muscadine Bloodline champions. Hey, thanks, yeah, man. Absolutely. Well, guys, this is Nikki T. Hey, I'm Kurt Ozon. And we'll see, see you in the, the front, front row. row. Well, my baby, she's a fussing and a cussing as I'm packing the truck. Things that need to grow up. Yeah, singing these songs is like slanging a drug. Call it contraband, contraband can't get enough of this. Picking, renting, dying for a living. Probably gonna kill me, but it kill me if it didn't. It's a fix of my addiction. It's a sin of my religion. It is what it is, and it ain't what it is. And I'm a honky tonky dead man walking, never quitting. Just a picking, renting, dying for a living.
creationist, it's in my religion It is what it is and it ain't what it is And I'm a honky-tonky deaf man walking, never quitting Just a picking, grinning, dying for a living I'm a honky-tonky dead man walking, never quitting Just a picking, grinning, dying for a living Nice, nice, nice. All around.